Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through, and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. In this episode, you're going to get advice about pumping from Diana Dixon with Pump With Purpose. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 216. Whether you are a new listener or a returning listener, I'm so glad that you're spending some of your time with me today. In today's episode, we have Dr. Diana Dixon from Pump With Purpose. Dr. Dixon is a doctor of public administration, a certified lactation counselor, and a certified breastfeeding specialist. And her company, Pump With Purpose, is a global lactation private practice servicing the breastfeeding community across the world. And she started it due to a recognized lack of resources and assistance in lactation for people that want to include pumping in their journey, either exclusively or in addition to nursing. They help folks to increase breast milk supply with the right pump, flange, products, and schedule. And Pump with Purpose wants to be an additional resource on your breastfeeding journey to assist with incorporating pumping in a way that works for you and your family. So we have a great and really informative conversation about choosing a breast pump, choosing the correct flange size, creating a pumping schedule, how to increase your milk supply, mistakes that she sees people commonly make with pumping, and then something called pumping self-care, which I really, really loved. Diana is so serious about her work and so passionate about her work. It really comes through in our conversation. And again, I know you're really going to find it enjoyable and find it super useful. Now, before we get into the episode, I have a special announcement to make. I want 
want to invite you to join the All About Pregnancy and Birth Inner Circle Community. This is a community that I have created in support of my goals of making a big, loving, supportive place for those who are having a baby. So this is a free Facebook group. It's called the All About Pregnancy and Birth Inner Circle Community. And I would love for you to join the community if you are thinking about getting pregnant, trying to get pregnant, if you are currently pregnant, if you are a birth worker, a doula, a lactation consultant, a pelvic physical therapist, if you are a healthcare worker who works in a pregnancy and birth related space like you're an OBGYN, a midwife, a labor and delivery nurse, a postpartum nurse, a pediatrician, a baby nurse. I would love for you to join this community. Again, I'm looking to create a place of like-minded folks to just create that warm, supportive place um, online that that is that is missing these days. Quite frankly, we say so often see people you know, fighting and divided and this, that, and the other regarding things in our country. And I just want to create a space that is open, that is accepting. Now, I know it's not going to be perfect. And I know that there will be disagreements and things that come up. That's the nature of being humans. But we're going to do this in a way that is not um, tearing people down, that's not ugly, that's not mean, that recognizes and supports our humanity in the ways that we are all connected and is empathetic and just a great lovely place to be. So come join the inner circle community. It is at Dr. No, sorry. (laughs) Let me get this right. It is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dr. Nicole Rankins. And we will put that link in the show notes. And then also if you just go to Facebook and search for all about pregnancy and birth or all about pregnancy, or even search my name in Facebook groups, you should be able to find it. All right. So I cannot wait to see you inside the inner circle community. All right, let's get into the conversation with Dr. Dixon. Dr. Dixon, thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, so why don't you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your work and your family, if you'd like. I would love to. So I am Dr. Diana Dixon. I am a doctor of public administration, a certified lactation counselor, and a certified breastfeeding specialist. I am the CEO of Pump With Purpose. I can be found on 10 social media platforms. So very excited about. I am a global, well, we are a global lactation private practice, seeing 2,000 appointments to date in less than two years. Very, very proud of that. Um, Built from the ground up. (laughs) Um, Just so excited. So I see clients on every single continent to date, except Antarctica. I'm just waiting for someone to be over there doing something (laughs) that needs some help in some way. Um, But I'm so proud of that. So I am a mom of two. Mm -hmm. I'm a wife and mom of two um, little boys that are five and three and a half now. Okay. So Pump My Purpose started... I've always helped people to pump. Mm-hmm. Um, my breastfeeding journey started from my son. He was born and had a great pregnancy. But when they went to break my water, they discovered mm-hmm. that my son had pooped in the sac at meconium. Mm-hmm. And then when we um, reached the emergency C-section, he mm-hmm. um, had meconium aspiration. So his lungs collapsed oh. at birth. He had oh, to be resuscitated, okay. um, immediately taken off to the NICU, okay. left on the table wide open. My husband whisked away with um, our newest little one in tears. Right. And I'm just sitting there vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, taken off to the recovery room. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom just saw emergency room staff just being just full, like 20 people. Sure. Um, coming in so she bulldozed her way <laughs> that's my mom <laughs> and like I need to see what's going on so I was okay um luckily everything went well with my my little my old now oldest but mm-hmm. at the end of the day no one taught me anything mm-hmm. um and some of it I've now on this side of it I'll talk about right. this side of it right I look back and I didn't do some things as well okay. um but I didn't know you know to do anything I didn't know I could start um hand expressing or just stimulating my nipples at birth if I'm separated from baby while I'm recovering from a C-section. Right, right. I take into the room. There are pumps. There were pumps in every single room. No one taught me how to use it. 
Okay. They just gave it to me. Um, okay. They put it there with a the kit. No one said anything. They didn't tell okay. me how often to pump, what to do, how to collect my milk. I am just left with a son in the NICU. Okay. from. He did come. Um, so I'm a C-section walking in a different area to right. go to see him. Right. To say I'm pumping. Um, all the things. And fast forward, I could have done a lot of things yeah. so differently. Got so it. I was put to... Um, the test. So I started pumping. I, I didn't know, you know, some of the things that I know now. Mm-hmm. And I went on to have an amazing journey. Um, my first journey was nine months until I got pregnant with my second son playing. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I pumped and I had 3000 ounces saved up of breast milk to wow. get done from nine months to 12 months Right. Um, on my breast milk. So I had our second son. Um, he was born clean. I did another C-section playing this time, but he was uh-huh. born clean as a whistle. <laughs> Spent my whole journey stressed about, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is going to happen again. Right. Nothing happened, but I Good. planned this time. I knew okay. exactly what I needed to do. I pumped this journey um, three over three years, providing okay. breast milk for my toddler and my infant, um, and as well saving, um, rotating my freezer stash for over three years. Okay. Um, so Pump With Purpose was... Um, came about in 2021 due to my sh- worry about my weaning journey. I was like, I want to, I thought I wanted to wean. I put in, I was coming up on my two year mark was my mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. goal for myself, but I wasn't ready. Okay. I was like, why am I, why am I putting these time frames on my, on my life? Right. So I was like, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I'm like, I do. I, if I ever write one day, someone else <laughs> will help me to do that with a ghost. Right. I'm just putting that out there. It's, it's been on my heart. Um, but I talk. I love to talk. I love to tell my story. I love to help other people realize that there are so many options when it mm-hmm. comes to breastfeeding. So yes. I started the practice and um, all the certifications, everything did not start uh-huh. until that happened. Uh-huh. And from there, um, I pumped for another three years, built an amazing platform on so many platforms because our global mission is to normalize pumping and let the world know that we pump with purpose. Okay. So, I just really want to let women know that you can do what works best for you. Pump right. it can be viable, sustainable, long-term solution. We don't have to put societal pressures on ourselves so much that we can't see the glory in the journey. Sure. I wouldn't have sure. had this platform today if I wouldn't have went through what I went through. Birth gotcha. trauma produces purpose. Okay. So everything um, on my brand has been strategically designed to hope people see me in a different way, um, okay. to be pumping in a different way. So, so excited to be here. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I can tell you're very passionate <laughs> about your work. Yes. You're also very serious about your work. Um, sometimes you see people pop up on social media and they're like, well, I did this thing. So now I'm an expert. And I, I kind of have some problems with that. Like, yes, you may be an expert in your particular experience or journey, but there is something to people who put in some work and study and get prepared. And it sounds like that's what you did. And I I think that's great. I'm curious, what did you do before, before you started this? I helped underserved communities in a regulation standpoint. So um, definitely high profile, high corporate Uh, America standards. uh, Um, But my background is in risk management, which in a way, pumping is like risk management. (laughs) Do what you're supposed to do. You have milk and preparing with the plan. So it was a a pivot. Um, For me, I became a mom and I realized there was so much more to life Mm -hmm. than that. Um, So many times we're forced to face so many different decisions. Um, It was a journey to this place is something that just evolved as mm-hmm. I be- it just became more of, I want to know, I want to help. I want to be, um, I want women to see that they can do what, what, what they want to do. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then did you ever both feed at the breast and pump or did you always pump? And if so, <laughs> did you, can you share why? Yes. We call well in the EP world, who's the pumping by force or by choice okay. first journey by force, second journey by choice. So for, okay. I did try to nurse. Um, it's something half of my clients actually nurse, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I just help them to add pumping to their journey in the way that works best. And that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I refer out everything that's dealing with. I'm very vocal on what we do not assist with. Mm-hmm. Um, no lash assessments or anything like that. Anything dealing with the nursing. 
But for the first journey, it was by force. Whereas I wanted to give my child breast milk. I, my son, my first son was tongue tied and lip tied severely. Mm. So he was not able to nurse and effectively. So of course I was pumping well. So I'm like, I, if it's just with tongue tied and lip tied for me, just about nursing, I, I'm okay. Right. When I started researching and learning all the other things that and implications that can happen later, we did proceed with this procedure at six weeks. Uh-huh. I did try to reintroduce to, to the breast uh-huh. and it was not, it did not go well. I remember okay. the story at three months, I just kept trying and trying. My husband's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Right. I'm supposed to nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to. That undue societal pressure yes. was on me. And I put my son at the breast for the last time that day. And he laughed at me when I tell you. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, no, like cackle play. Oh, no. Boy, did not See, listen. He called me out. <laughs> I never tried again. Okay. So on my okay. second journey, uh, my, other, my second son was also lip tied mm-hmm. and tongue tied and buckle tied. I, I attempted but by then, it was, I knew it wasn't for me. But again, societal mm-hmm. pressure sure. makes you think that you need to do this in order to be successful. Right. You need to do this to say that you can mm-hmm. help with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I tried. It didn't work. When we got his tongue tie and lip tie done, this time we did his assessment afterwards with the bottle. And I was okay with that. Okay. He never was introduced to the breast past the hospital. Okay. And okay. I did it by choice. I knew I didn't. But then in the back of your mind, you're like... You know, do I still want to do it? So, sure. And in my community, asked, she said, if you had another child, would you do it again? I would try to nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not for me. Right. I'm on this side of things mm-hmm. where nothing from society and their pressure can impact my decisions when it comes to choices I would make when it comes to breastfeeding. Gotcha. I mean, and, and, and you could also even change your mind in the moment. <laughs> like, none of us has to be stuck to any one thing. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual. Their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add a Central for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. So let's start off with talking about breast pumps um, because they're like, so many of them. Uh, <laughs> there's so many new ones from when I, <laughs> you know, was doing this a long time ago. My children are uh, 15 and 13. So yes. what are your top two or three pieces of advice when it comes to choosing a breast pump? Okay. So let's start by one thing I didn't mention is I have well over 300 products in here, including 60 plus breast pumps. Okay. Be very clear. People think that I, I have been gifted breast pumps by brands, but I do not accept them in for. I don't accept money for reviews of them. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Like get uh-huh. them because some before this, probably 20-ish to 25, even before I started Pump With Purpose, I had all uh-huh. tried. I was that person like, I need to okay. try every pump. I need to make sure, not knowing sure. what purpose was going to come later. So people right, think, right. oh, she was just gifted all. No, I have spent thousands and the first number is not one on okay. pumps out of my okay. own pocket. Okay. my own pocket, but I do have over 60 plus breast pumps and another 250 plus pumping products in here that okay. families pull up. It's different when you have not just an educated experience, but a lived experience and a learned sure. experience. So sure. I am able when they pull up, I know how it feels. I know what they, what's too strong. If they're like, I'm using an eight on this pump. I know what an eight feels like. I can gotcha. not just, oh, that's a pump. And I read that it was a good pump and everybody on social media tells me they love right. this pump. Right. I have so many experiences with pumps that I use that women choose. So when it comes uh-huh. to the pump, what to consider, yeah. they're right. different kinds. You have your 
hospital grade. So there's a difference. Hospital grade. The ones found in hospitals is hospital grade. Mm-hmm. Then you have your mm-hmm. hospital strength pumps that are like your personal pumps, but I call them workhorse pumps that they can right. be customized 60 plus ways. So there's so many setting options on them. Then you okay. have your what I call small motor pumps where they fit in the palm of your hand. Then uh-huh. I have what's called wearable pumps. Wearable pumps sure. go into the bra, no tubing. Uh-huh. So that's the yep. four. That's how I delineate the pumps. I am for someone establishing their supply from birth. I only recommend hospital grade or your workhorse pumps that can be highly customizable. That is gotcha. a true. That's the number one option for me. I, I, my community know, will know when they hear this. That's my secret sauce. It has to be customizable. I need to be okay. able to make that pump go faster, slower, stronger, weaker when I decide to do so. So Got many pumps it. on the market, they control when it oh two minutes and that's it or as soon as it or as you go up in um suction strength it slows down mm-hmm. what about if you gotcha. don't like it slower what you know all of those things so i am big on customizable uh-huh. i want pumps i don't like convenient pumps that are considered to be convenient some mm-hmm. of them yes people like i get it there's a different you need them on different parts of your journey. But as you're home, as you're recovering, you want something that is because a lot of times these smaller pumps are more aggressive to a person okay. that may cause okay. nipple pain, trauma, soreness, damage later because these okay. motors are like this big, kind of like right. a, you know, a car. You know, if you sure. got a, a, a teeny little car <laughs> versus a big old, you know, the motors are different right. that they're smoother right. for some right. women. So I'm big on having a pump that's that is customizable, that's mm-hmm. able to respond well to what your body likes. That's the biggest thing. People just think, I'm going to say this in love, uh-huh. press a button, turn on the pump, put it on, and then like all this milk's going to come out, right? Gotcha. They don't realize the making sure that it aligns with your body and what you like based on your body. So I'm big okay. on, there's um, different pumping research out that to be able to individualize the pump choice based on someone's preferences. So I like to figure out what you want. There are wall pumps, right? Do you want to be chained to a wall all day, right? There are (laughs) pumps that you can walk around with, but still can be a workhorse pump. Hint, hint, I don't recommend um, unless something is really going on that um, underlying condition or something is going on, those pumps that chain you to the wall because it's going to make your journey harder when you feel like you can't get up and move around. Right. So I am big on... You know, or do, what is your budget? I have pumps in here. Not saying I recommend it from like $35 to $2,000. Not saying right. you need a $2,000 pump, but I'm just going to say that these $20, $40 pumps may not provide. They're not sure. built to be used long term. People sure. are don't blowing through three or four pumps in the first year because right. they're using these pumps exclusively because a lot of times these pumps may not have been meant to be used exclusively on a journey. Gotcha. And and I can, I would say with insurance also, I mean, your insurance is probably going to pay for at least one breast pump. You probably want to get something as, I don't want to say as ex, like as expensive, yeah. but some, if you can get something that's going to be better, then go for something Correct. that's going to be a little bit. Yes, yeah. the insurance pump. So if you have insurance as an option, um, I help clients go through the list of insurance pumps. I walk them through like what they would like, what they may not like. Um, but you can choose wrong when it comes to insurance pumps. Because let me tell you what people do. They go to the internet and they say, what is the best breast pump? Right. <laughs> SEO, people don't realize that. People have light bulbs like, SEO is an amazing tool that whoever pays highest to right. be at the top of the ranking right. Right. may not be the best breast pump for you. Right. And right. really trying to, or some people say, my friend used this breast pump and this worked well for this person. Why is it not working well for me? Because it's based on your body. Someone may prefer some of the settings on that breast pump. When pumps don't allow customization, that pump is saying that 100% of the people that use that pump only need those settings. Do you know how that's so inaccurate? You may need to customize to make your body comfortable. Let's not even bring in the factor of sensory or what's strong somewhat have different pain tolerances. So maybe you do need a stronger suction pump. Maybe you don't. Some of my clients, like they they have 
very high, they tell me I have a high pain tolerance. Right. So I know I can't go give them this gentle little pump because sure. they're going to feel like nothing is happening. Does right. that make sense? Right. Yeah, like- sure. Absolutely. So obviously, so definitely, this is something I hadn't even thought about. Like you can't have a one size fits all. Definitely, definitely, definitely think about, you want something that you have the option to customize and maybe you might need some help customizing the settings, but you want to start with something where you can get customized find out where your body like yeah, the people think yeah. i just say that to them just to say oh i want you to know like once my clients finally pull up and like we go through it some of them already have amazing pumps sure a lot of them they just don't know how to use them based on their body gotcha some people are like can i can you make it work i'm like we can do a plan a and a plan b plan a is if you have something that i know will work mm-hmm. that's gonna work i just have to teach you to use it right. some we can try to make it work and then if not once we fix the flanges then we can go over to giving you an option. Gotcha. Sometimes when people invest more money, they want to make sure that what they've invested in before, if they sure, sure, sure. is not going to work. Gotcha. And speaking of flanges, <laughs> how do people pick the right flange size? <laughs> so flanges, I, let me tell you what I don't like, the cookie cutter stuff. People mm-hmm. think I measure my nipple. My nipple is a 15. They think they automatically, they look at the internet, go up, all these different sizes. Mm-hmm. I have people ranging depending on what their nipple elasticity needs in order to be successful. Some women, their nipple is what's called elastic, that it stretches and swells to the back of the flange. Okay. And you may need to consider that when choosing flanges. Gotcha. There are also women, and I'm, I'm pleased if you're listening to this on the sound of my voice, if you hear flat or inverted nipples, and that is you, so many, once I... um so many women are creating nipples that they never had okay. because they're putting their nipple in flanges that are so big for their body because people don't know how to measure them based uh-huh. on flat or inverted nipples where your nipple may not poke out from your sure. So people just create this extra nipple and then the pain, the, so just being able to realize that you need to know what your nipple is where your nipple begins and where ends and your areola begins. Okay. That's critical. Knowing the size, but also flange type. People just think I'm a number and that's it. Due to just advancements, there's so many flanges on the market. People will have spent $100 on flanges because I'm going to say it in love, the exploitation of the pumping community in such mm-hmm. a vulnerable time frame of mm-hmm. you, you're trying to feed your baby. You, mm-hmm. Some people, I don't care. I just want to, they said it's the best. I'm going to get it. Right. But then they don't consider what their breasts or their nipples need in order to be successful. Right. Do you need silicone? Do you need hard plastic? I'll give you right. some secret sauce. There's only two types of flanges, silicone or hard plastic. What do you need? They're different types of flanges where directional some of them point down, some of them don't, some of them all silicone, some mimic a baby nursing. There are just so many flanges on the market. This whole bag back here is just full of flanges. I have at least 30 plus flanges in here because it is not a one size fits all approach. Sure. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And I presume you have some resources maybe on your website or social media that can help. Cause I feel like that's a visual thing showing people how to. Correct. So in my, um, on social media, I, I talk about what to be looking for, um, but as far as like what someone needs to do, because what I also do is honor my flange fittings. So sometimes, let me tell you, people do, oh, you're this number. Good luck. Bye. See you later. I honor all of them where when the products that we talk through come in, if they work or you need some troubleshooting, then I troubleshoot at no additional cost to figure out what your body needs to make sure that all of my clients are successful because it's not, it's so not one size fits all on what is happening if that gotcha gotcha yep that makes sense that makes sense okay so let's talk about i mean we maybe talked about this already um mistakes that you see when people pump it sounds like one may be like choosing the wrong pump another may be choosing the wrong flange size is there anything else that you see people making mistakes on everything about pump with purpose is based on four things i trademarked it as the pumping equation pump flange product schedule okay that's it Everyone that pulls up, that's all we talk about. Okay. Flange product schedule. Pump is the breast pump. Uh-huh. Flanges, pumping uh-huh. products. That's a big thing. People are like, we talk about pumping products. Yeah. Everyone that's pumping needs, and I did say need, they need a pumping bra. 
Okay. You need some, you cannot be out here holding your flanges thinking, first of all, just the comfortability of it. (laughs) Um, you know, being able to know if you need to hand massage. So, um, pumping bra is so important. Anything Mm -hmm. that accompanies your journey, sometimes people need warming massages or some people like heat and they don't like massage. Some people like massage, don't like heat. So figuring out what products you need. Also, if you have- So I'm sorry, is a pumping bra different than like a regular nursing bra? Yes. Let me tell you the secret. All nursing bras do not allow for pumping without a hack, but all pumping bras allow for nursing. See that? inclusive nature of pumping all pumping bras allow just depending on they either have a slot to open up for nursing or they have a clip that can come down some um different ones are out now 30 plus pump probably 40 plus pumping bras in here by now some are more sports bras so thick bra thin bra sports bra cami bra vicky bra with a dv feel like you have no bra on at all there's a plethora of bras on the market that i can match people into but if you know you like sports bras you should not let me tell you you should not have to jeopardize your look so the one thing about me and motherhood i don't want people to sacrifice what looks good some of these Mm -hmm. frumpy ugly bras Mm -hmm. you're not going to feel beautiful there's so many amazing beautiful bras some people love sports bras they don't want a bra with the clip on the back so there's so many sports bras on the market there are just so many things the nursing hack I'm not a fan of it tilts your bra up uh, or your flanges up in the air. So you keep having, I keep telling you, you keep pulling them down, don't you? Yeah. Cause the nursing hack is yes. I do believe that people always try to make things work. Um, but sometimes it's worth getting something else that will work better for your journey. Also, sense. not just with some people want to put, I'm saying this in love, y'all. So if you hear this, I was saying in love, <laughs> they want to put holes in force. So they get a bra and oh, they put a hole in it, right? Yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that, you know, you want to have proper support. You don't want to have, you know, you got to take off your bra, especially if you're back at work. You got to take off your bra in order to put a bra on with a hole in it. And uh-huh. you, it's just, it makes people think pumping as so complex and complicated and it doesn't have to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yes, gotcha. Um, products okay. are so important and then schedule. Yeah. So what, what how do people <laughs> w- get on the schedule? Yes. <laughs> I try to it as the 240 minute rule. This is my general advice. So you're actually going to get a rule here that in order to establish supplies, the 240 minute rule trademarked by Pump or Purpose, it is every three hours for 30 minutes for the first 12 weeks with the right pump, flange, products and schedule. I want to give a huge Disclaimer here, that is for pumping only. There are women that decide they want to pump from birth, right? Mm -hmm. Or their journey has taken them into a way that pumping is now their exclusive pumping. Your exclusive pumping before the first 12 weeks, that is every three hours for 30 minutes for the first 12 weeks, it adds up to 240 minutes, okay? So I want people, in order to establish supply, it used to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you, I am team oversupply. I am team freezer stashy. I'm not saying that I need people with two deep freezers full of, of milk. Sure, but sure, if you sure. want an overage, it is a way to help you to get it. Okay. Um, I feel like it's, for my personal opinion, it's easier to decrease than it is to increase. Pumping gotcha. has a window um, that some women sing, signal weaning when they're not pumping enough. Mm-hmm. Or if they have underlying conditions that are present that they're not aware of yet, they don't realize that their body needs more stimulation in order to be successful. So sure. when people are able to increase their milk supply, it's because they're appropriately getting in the right tools and then mm-hmm. using a schedule that works well. So if someone is under the sound of my voice that's nursing, you say, well, what am I supposed to do with nursing? And I'm going to give you this. Mm-hmm. The point of pumping is not to continuously chase behind baby. When you nurse, you don't want to take away, please hear me clearly. You don't want to take away milk from the baby Mm -hmm. in order to pump and have to give it back to your baby in a bottle. That's not the purpose of pumping. The purpose of pumping, in my opinion, barring any underlying conditions, is to have something for a rainy day. You want to have a date night or you want to go on a trip for a couple of days or a weekend away. You're sitting here a week before trying to tell your body you need all this milk to be away when you okay. signal for the last eight weeks that you mm-hmm. didn't need any of that milk, Got it is it. a way to have something on average. Not, mm-hmm. I always ask people, how much do you want? Mm-hmm. And few people, when you add it in strategically where you're not chasing behind baby, it's just going for a rainy day or saving something 
for a day or you never when you go back to work dip. or exactly. you know all those kinds of things yeah go back mm-hmm. to work you have a dip your cycle comes on your mm-hmm. and that can impact you you mm-hmm. have something where you're not stressing and people are going to every 30 minutes i'm not 30 minutes every two hours or they are power pumping for an, you know an hour long yeah. session yeah. yeah in order to That's a lot. Make, mm-hmm. it's a lot and it's yeah. so stressful that could be avoided with strategic ways of when to pump that's not taken away from your baby but to add it in in a way that you can just put something away that's my ideal scenario for my nursing clients gotcha gotcha love it love it so then what about increasing milk supply what do you suggest for people because a lot of people struggle with milk supply it is again the secret sauce of it all is the pumping equation Pump flange Protestant schedule. This new way people say, eat more, drink more, pump more, sleep more, stress less. That's what they keep telling us. Mm-hmm. I ate Oreos and I increased my milk supply. I drink body armor or coconut water, or coconut <laughs> milk, and I increased my milk supply. I pumped every two hours or power pumped and I increased my milk supply. They, they, got all, they have all these um, trends that hit social media mm-hmm. that they're trying to do. And mm-hmm. I go back to pump flange products and schedule. That is it. I've helped people double, triple, quadruple, quintuple their milk supply mm-hmm. with documented. It's I have social proof of that. I'm not just telling you that. Sure. Based sure. on flange products and schedule. No herbal supplements. Okay. Okay. When you want to okay. have that conversation. <laughs> okay. All right. All no right. No herbal supplements. Right. People don't realize that milk supply is made from your blood. It's not just about. The, you know, the food we eat and drink can fuel it, mm-hmm. but it's made from our blood. So, so many people are chasing, I'm going to buy this supplement and that supplement. Don't realize that you need to go have a conversation potentially with your doctor to mm-hmm. figure out what is going on. Or you have all these issues, I'm saying this in love, during pregnancy. And then, then someone just, they got the baby here. So they don't realize some of those same concerns mm-hmm. go forward into your lactation journey. Yeah. Yeah. One that always, I think comes up fairly frequently is PCOS. If you have PCOS and trouble getting pregnant, you very well may have trouble breastfeeding. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. they if you make sure your levels stay maintained or you don't just say I had the baby, I've had that, and mm-hmm. then don't make sure that, you know, the appropriate insulin levels and all the things or things are checked with it, um, really can make sure that you have success. I have people with everything, breast surgery, PCOS, IGP, insufficient glandular tissue. I have people with every, some people think that will not cause, that will think that causes you to not make enough milk and Mm -hmm. they make enough milk. Okay. Because if you get it with the stimulation, right, not saying everyone, but there are ways that people with documented underlying concerns can still make milk and make enough milk for their baby. But it comes with knowing it's there working with someone that introduces the products to you earlier. Because sure. let me tell you the, what happens a lot of times. At the very beginning, the first two weeks, when you're just focused on nursing, uh-huh. doctors tell you don't pump for four to eight to six to 12 weeks, right? Right. But you got engorged. If you don't pump that milk out, you lose it. Yeah. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. And that's right. when I right. ask people, hey, think back to the first couple of weeks. Where you, and I got research coming this week on my social media platforms that, you know, if you don't, the first two weeks are so Uh critical. Uh If you feel like something else is going on to potentially make sure that you are effectively removing milk. Does that mean hand expression? That could mean a a milk collector. That could mean a manual pump or that could mean an electric breast pump. I'm not saying what way, but if you want to save some of that milk and tell your body you don't want it to reabsorb back in. That is the way to do so is to get it out of the breast because what your baby takes in at two weeks, I promise you is different than when they take in at two months. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yes. They're going to be a bigger baby then for sure. For sure. For sure. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. 
Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. Okay, so what are, and I think we, maybe we talked about mistakes. We talked about um, milk supply. What are, what are the issues that people typically have when they pump? And maybe it, we've touched on them. Maybe no. it's the, you know, that the schedule or maybe it's the pain. What are the things that you see people come to you with? I'm not even, the pumping is what I call um, pumping life hacks, right? Okay. The biggest thing with people with pumping, when especially either or with clients that nurse and then need to pump to go back to work or they want to pump uh-huh. or just in general, all the stuff that goes on, right? Okay. You got bottles, you got different bottles <laughs> that be made drinking, you got all this extra, you got I didn't all even think about that. Dishes yes. to wash. And that is, that is so detrimental to people's journey when uh-huh. they don't realize that there are ways to make things easier. Yeah. So- Please, what suggestions do you have? My pumping life hacks are, when possible, mm-hmm. pumping and bottle feeding at the same time. So okay. what that can look like is if your baby, I tell clients, because I'm like, how am I going to keep up? And by the time I get the baby fed and change, and then it's time to pump, then I got to turn around and do the same cycle. Right. I was able, and I encourage when possible, it, it takes you a while to find your way through. Sure. So and you sure. have to do this. Sure. But one way is to pump and feed at the same time. Where okay. if your baby is eating, you are pumping. You paste bottle feed in your lap, um, put the bottle, you know, I have different um, ways to show that. But pumping and feeding, bottle feeding at the same time. Okay. You can make sure that you don't feel like you have to do two separate things. Right. So pump and feed from the same bottle when possible. So there's so many bottles oh, on okay. that have bottle converters uh-huh. look like this they're different ones this one is for like a medela dr brown's bottle but they're different ones for lance and all they're a bunch right. of converters so right. you would take that put it on your pump put your bottle on and now you can pump and feed into the same bottle which will dramatically ah. cut your wash time in half okay. and if we want to go some more secret sauce you buy two days worth so you're not stressing about I got to wash up all this stuff yes. to the same day in yes. order to give it to my baby tomorrow. Yes. If you have two days worth, then, then it can wash and then be ready for the next day. These are just little nuances that yeah. make people's lives easier. Mm-hmm. I forgot about all those wa- <laughs> washing all those stuff on bottles and, and things. Yes. Because most of it, you can't really put, I mean, maybe these days are different, but back then you, you're not supposed to put it in the dishwasher. Okay. You know, you got to hand wash all the stuff. I so. did hand wash and I'm mm-hmm. part of, you know, <laughs> old school here, but I did hand wash. Um, but you can't put it, I mean, most of them, they say you can put it in the dishwasher. Okay. Okay. But, okay. um, so then the third one is pumping and feeding, bottle feeding one bottle ahead. So what that looked like for me was sometimes we're stressed out. Like, oh my gosh, my baby's going to wake up and I need to get this milk out like right now. Mm-hmm. Breast milk is good out per CDC for four hours. I promise you most of the time your infant will be eating before four hours, right? right. Sleep, you can put it in the fridge, but I fed one bottle ahead. So when I pumped at four, that was my bottle for seven. When I pumped at seven, that okay. was my bottle for 10. So then I always had a bottle on ready. So just in case baby got hungry, went through a growth spurt and needed a bottle at two and a half sure. hours, okay. there was always one on ready for me. Once I did these pumping life hacks for me, they really changed the trajectory of how long I could pump. How pumping does not seem as inconvenient, right? Right. Um, right. Or buying extra parts. So I have... 
I set up, I had four, I had kept four parts in rotation. Uh-huh. So all my morning pumps was with one. I washed mm-hmm. them. And then all my night pumps. So when I go to bed, it was like, I got to get up. And I got, no, I just had a stuff already hooked up. Sure. And I just pumped to the next session. Got already it, ready got to it, go. Got it, got it. I left <laughs> okay. so much. And that's how I was able to do so more long term. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I know you talked about that three hours, uh, the 240 rule mm-hmm. for the first 12 weeks. Obviously, that's going to change as your oh. baby gets older. Yeah. You're not going to have to get up during the night every three hours. Yes, that's yeah. For the first 12 weeks, some women, if something else is going on, some of them ha- may have to keep some of that um, doing some type of more mm-hmm. regular pumping. But the goal, the secret goal to exclusive pumping is most of us want to pump less and make the same amount, if not more. So <laughs> as we drop pumps, I help people to strategically drop them and they don't lose if a very little, if any milk. That's the goal where you can drop pumps and because you can see everything, sure. you, you know, um, but you can drop pumps and hopefully not see. So when people drop pumps and like, I lost 10 ounces, something's wrong. Okay. <laughs> You okay. know, you, you something's not right with your tools when I hear these huge dips and then you can't get it back because your tools are wrong. Your body needs certain things to be successful to make the milk again. But then you're in tools that are too big for your body or your flanges. Your nipples are stretching and swelling, looking like a miniature being a sausage. You are, <laughs> your nipples are changing colors, turning purple, right. turning blue, turning white. Yeah, no, that shouldn't have to be that way. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. If we armed that we can get the right tools from the beginning. My prenatal clients, I cannot say enough how much their journey is set differently by learning the things that they need to do to be successful people. If you hear nothing else from me, know that in general breastfeeding, but in pumping with all the devices and products, Mm -hmm. create a huge level of confusion. And people think that, say it in love, that, Everyone just like, it's cute to show all these pumps on your page. Oh, it gets all these views. When you look at my page, you rarely see pumps because people will make an inference that some people are like, I see this pump on your page. That means you recommend it. No, I do reviews on pumps, but I don't throw things across people's screen because if you got, if you have to spend money or get an insurance pump, you Mm want to choose correctly the first round. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, the final thing I want to talk about is I had, and I had never heard this before. What do you mean when you say pumping self-care? Find your voice so you can find your peace. Mm. That is my motto that my community knows. Right. Pumping self-care looks completely different from everyone. Okay. Your village, your people that are in your corner, uh-huh. they want us to be successful. Uh-huh. I promise you that if you're hearing my voice right now, they want you to be successful, but they have to know what you want first. Okay. What I will say is people kept telling me what self-care looks like. Oh, your husband, your significant other is supposed to wash all your parts. That's not self-care for me. Okay. People put define, oh, someone's, they got a nanny and they do this. That's not self-care for me. Okay. You have to find your voice so you can find your peace. If that is at home, if that is at work, sometimes self-care means to be able to block that calendar off and know Mm -hmm. you can get your pump sessions done every day. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. Mm self-care. Self-care can mean your significant other. Like for me, it's basement Fridays. My community knows basement Fridays. (laughs) My husband takes my kids. They're older now. Down to the basement and I get a night to myself. Okay. I don't have to listen for anybody. Right. Worry about anybody waking up. Right. That's self-care for me. Okay. Please understand, stop applying other people's definition on what self-care looks like. Mm-hmm. But you have to know what it is for you so mm-hmm. you can communicate to others what you need. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. already a lot. Some people self-care looks like washing all your pump parts for right. you. If right. you tell your significant other you need that, I'm thinking right. they will do so if you right. show them what needs to be done right. and they will do it. Right. Sometimes it looks like when I was nine months, um, I, we hired cleaners to come and they still come in once a month to help deep clean the household uh-huh. because I don't have the time to do so. Or right. The deep cleaning. Sure. That's self-care for me. Right. right. Some, taking stuff off my plate right. is self-care for me. Right. Doesn't mean I need to go get my nails and my hair and all that stuff. That that doesn't. People are like, oh, you gotta No. Self-care can mm-hmm. look like celebrating your journey in the way that works best for you. 
some can look like a trip, can look right. like a a pumping moon. I don't know where you yeah. whatever it is. We can just call these things like, but you got, you have to be able to communicate to your loved ones what that looks like. Mm-hmm. That could mean someone not even taking your baby out of the house. That could mean coming over, letting you pump in peace, take the baby upstairs, right. take the baby to the basement. Right. Just, I just want to normalize that we have to find what works best for us and communicate that to others. Absolutely. 1000%. I just yes. I want I want people to really really hope that resonates with someone today. Yeah, that's a life lesson. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. We can't sure. be everything to everyone. And some people take the S off your chest. Mm-hmm. We cannot be everything to everyone where we lose ourselves. Absolutely. I also want to point out that who you are today may not be the person you were before you had children. It won't. Honestly, it, they're it not. They're, you, you become a new person when you have children. Correct. Yeah. But, it, but, but it's still a beautiful person, even if that person's different. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not the same person. I don't want to be her, though. Right. But I've accepted that this new me looks completely different, with yeah. different goals, with different aspirations on what mm-hmm. success looks like for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I hope that resonates with someone today that's listening to this. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we wrap up, I ask all of my guests this, what is the most frustrating part of your work? <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, <laughs> and I'm going to say this in love. There are times that peer to peer telling someone your lived experience can help, but also knowing that, some people need more professional care. Yeah. So my biggest thing is I will never deny the influencers. They're great at normalizing pumping. You mm-hmm. know, they're great at, you know, at least seeing somebody pumping these days right. is amazing. I'm just right. saying. Right. They, right. They put right. their journey out there for us to see and people follow it and they love it. But sometimes we, we try to replicate other people's journey. Mm-hmm. We, we try to live through their experiences and try to put and do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work the same. Right. So my biggest thing is trying to dispel some of the myths or telling people, you know, maybe it's time to bring in the doctor. Maybe it's time to talk with your OB or your PCP. Mm-hmm. You may not, you may have, to, you're not going to have two deep freezers and, you know, 90 ounces a day. Everyone's mm-hmm. not going to have that. Right. Most right. people are not going to have that. True. But I don't shame people that do have it or want it. But I also don't shame or make people feel like they need to have it. But if you do have it and that is what you want for your goals, then that's okay too. So I'm, I'm big on making sure we do what's best for you. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. my biggest thing of, I just want people to not live just in social media to do every single thing or on Google all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to find someone that we can have a dialogue with because some people don't realize you can say one little thing and it's the gateway to why you're going through everything you're going right. through. Right, right, absolutely. Because they're absolutely. not trained to hear and see and have the ability to see so many people um, to understand all the nuances that can come into play. Yeah, so it's like the ability to use their knowledge, their expertise and experience, and then apply it to help you through your unique situation, really. Yeah, yeah. So then on the flip side, what's the most rewarding part of your work? Let me tell you, meeting so many amazing people. So my community knows I say, I want to change the world one pumping family at a time. (laughs) And then, and you know, and I mean that. Right, right. I'm big on helping the pumping community to reach its goals. And the most rewarding thing is having people to trust me. I create a safe space and place for pumping. Mm-hmm. I have an app on my so on all Google Apple devices. I'm evolutionary. I want to change the world and how they view pumping. Okay. All and right. so my most rewarding work is for people to trust me enough from their journey to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I have so many resources. If you're on my Instagram, I go live twice a week. Um, I do question boxes on the weekends because a day in lactation can be a week with your supply. That's the it tr- it yes. can take you literally, if you don't have the resource to say, who can I talk to? Half the time people don't need, let me be real. You know, many people like they don't answer DMs. They don't talk. They don't, right. you know, and you're searching. Right. You always have a place here. 
even if it's a this I'm not the best person here it's a better person sure. for you I know <laughs> my people I know right. I know my avatar right but don't ever hesitate to ask for help so yes. the people that do they know I create a safe space and place for them to get what they need mm-hmm. because some of it can be life-changing mm-hmm. some of it is also life-threatening mm-hmm. you have things going on with your body there are people that if you don't get the care for mastitis yeah. or knowing when to go or having that, you know, people have to end up getting that brush drained off. Sure. So much. Yeah. yeah. Without somewhere to at least point you to where to go. I may not be the person for everything, right. but I make sure I find a resource in order to help you. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And really important. So then what what would be your favorite piece of advice that you would give to someone about pumping? Everything you say, the first thing that pops in mind, I say it, do what is best for you. Mm-hmm. That's always my ma- motto. I never demean or second, make people second. There could be people that say something and I know that something is wrong. And, and I will say, you know, because HIPAA and all the things, I sure. can't say certain things, sure. but I don't want you to get through with the end of your journey and have all these regrets. So I say, if you're happy with what you're doing, do what is best for you. Mm-hmm. Don't let me or anybody else in social media or your family, your friends, make you second guess your journey, make you doubt your motherhood journey mm-hmm. because it's yours. It's only yours and no one else's. I made my journey and mm-hmm. I'm proud. Right. Through journeys, I'm proud. Right. I'm never going to let somebody make me second guess what I've been called to do. Right. Right. And I just encourage right. you. Some people, they don't under, they always want to know why they're going through things. Some of it is not to understand right now. <laughs> Some of it can true. be two to three years later, i.e. me, uh-huh. that's created a platform of platforms mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have gone through what I went through. So some of it is not for you. Some of it is for you to help others later with mm-hmm. in a way that works best for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people find you? Where, where, what are the social media links, website, all yes. that good, great stuff? I'm at w, everything is www.pumpwithpurpose.com. Okay. Um, Instagram, everything. Uh-huh. I'm pumped with purpose. So okay. Everywhere. They everywhere. Twitter. Okay. TikTok. <laughs> are you on TikTok? Everywhere. TikTok, peanut, um, lemonade. I got on there. I'm wherever the pumping community is. Okay. All right. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. But Instagram, but I will say Instagram is where I do most and all of my nurturing because I can't yes. be committed everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, we Again, that's honoring your own self and what works best for you. I can't, we can't do all the things. I'm the same. I'm on Instagram as well. Correct. So if you really want to find me in a way that's in a nurturing space, is Instagram. Always. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come yeah. onto the podcast. This was a very, very helpful conversation. I so appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So wasn't that a great episode? I just love how passionate she is about her work, how honest, how open, how supportive. I just love to connect with folks who are really um, just so committed to helping people. And I appreciate her her input in, in conversation today. All right. Now, every conversation where I have a guest expert on, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, which are my top takeaways from the conversation. So here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Dr. Dixon from Pump With Purpose. Number one, I know, I think in my experience, most women, most people are going to introduce pumping at some point, okay? Just because you go back to work or the convenience or to let your partner feed the baby some, most people will introduce pumping. So go ahead and familiarize yourself with it from the start. I wish I would have learned more about this while I was pregnant, uh, about how to introduce pumping. You don't want to be figuring out how to do things while you're flying the plane, so to speak. So definitely look into getting yourself familiar with pumping before you have to do it. All right. Okay. Number two, I love how we talked about creating your own journey. You are capable. You are strong enough 
to create your own journey that is in your life, that is with your pregnancy and birth experience, that is with parenthood, that is with breastfeeding. Now, you definitely want to get help from other sources, right? So as you're going through this journey, like you're going through your pregnancy, you're preparing for your birth, um, breastfeeding, being a parent, of course, you learn from others and you get help from others. But as Dennis Morton says, I don't know if any of you do Peloton, but I am a Peloton junkie, so to speak. (laughs) I mostly do yoga and the tread and Dennis does yoga. And one of the things that he says all the time is when in all his classes is I make suggestions, you make decisions. So we here as experts are giving you our suggestions and input based on our training, our knowledge, our expertise, our experience, but ultimately you are the one who is capable and should be making decisions about your life and your journey with breastfeeding and your journey with all of these things. Okay. Don't let other people make decisions for for you. All right. And then the final thing that I want to say, and this is something that I've been talking a lot more about just because I've seen, it feels like more people entering into the online education space or in quote unquote influencer space who are just kind of setting up shop without necessarily having any real background or training. Make sure you are getting your information from a trustworthy source. Okay. Now, if you are here, then you probably already know that or you probably already value that because you know that I'm a doctor, I'm well-trained, I've been doing this a long time. I have a ton of experience. I've helped bring over a thousand babies into this world. I am currently still practicing and practicing in a hospital environment, okay? So that's why I focus on talking about hospital birth because that is what I know, that is what I talk about. You're not gonna hear me talking about home birth. You're not gonna hear me talking about birth center birth. You're not even necessarily going to hear me a lot talking about midwifery care in the sense that I, I can't speak in depth about it because it's just not something that I know. And I want you to be sure that you are getting information about a topic from trustworthy sources, from people who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, are not showing up with this sort of, this is the only way to do things. This is how you have to do things. If you're doing things a different way, then you are doing things wrong. What you want is information from people who are giving you information. They're telling you where they're getting it from, okay? They're telling you what it's based upon and then saying, hey, here's the information, make the decisions for yourself. Anything that is sort of, um, here's what you have to do, again, that is a problem. Anyone who's telling you or not telling you how they're basing their decisions, that is a problem. And that's not to say that experience alone doesn't matter. We all start somewhere. Like when I just started out, I wasn't the same as I am now, right? We all start somewhere, but people just have to be honest and forthcoming about that. Okay. So get your information from sources that are worthy of your trust. And creating a trustworthy community is what we are doing inside of the All About Pregnancy and Birth Inner Circle community on Facebook. It's completely free to join. And this will be a place that is just a big, loving, supportive community for those who are having a baby. I would love for you to join if you are trying to get pregnant, currently pregnant, if you're a birth worker, if you're a healthcare worker in a pregnancy and birth related field. If you want to be in a supportive place, if you want to support others, if you believe in people's humanity, if you believe in empathy, if you believe in coming from a place of love and connection and creating that just warm, supportive community, then I would so love to have you. Now, again, I am not like fairies and, you know, rainbows for everything. I know that there are going to be places where people have disagreements, but we're going to do so in ways that are kind, um, in ways that are not mean, in ways that are not ugly or rude. That is just not the community that I want to create. We have too much of that already in our world. So in the inner circle community, we are aiming to do things a bit different, do things a lot different actually. So come join us. It's all about pregnancy and birth inner circle community on Facebook. 
uh, or it, you can get it at uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dr. Nicole Rankins, and you can find it there. All right. So that is it for this episode. Um, do me a solid, share this podcast with a friend. Sharing is, is caring. And I'm on a mission to reach and serve as many people as possible. And I would appreciate your help in doing that. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to me right now. Leave a review on Apple podcast. And in addition to connecting with us in the All About Pregnancy and Birth Inner Circle community, the other place where you can connect with me is Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins. Shoot me a DM there and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. So that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.